The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you are here. And let me just tell you, I am so excited to bring you this episode. In fact, it is so targeted towards feng shui and the energy of your home that I don't even need to give you 15 minutes of feng shui today because my guest, numerologist Felicia Bender, is going to help you decode the house number that you live in. And she's also going to share what that energetic frequency of your home means for you. And the best part is if you're not vibing with the energy of your home, you can actually change your house number. This is so juicy, such good stuff. And I know it's going to help you and it's going to serve you greatly. So I'm so psyched about today's episode. Before I get into the interview, I just want to mention something that has come up recently. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, I love to brag on my clients and share with you some of the success stories. So I've literally, within the past couple months, just had people tell me that they worked with me, maybe it was a one-on-one consultation, and then all of a sudden um, their partner got a 9% raise. Or I've even had a partner, you know, someone who said that their partner got an 11% raise out of nowhere. And these are great stories. I even have a client who worked with me and, you know, she made $70,000 in revenue above her base salary this year. And she was shocked. And the, the, the thing about all of this is the adjustments that I gave them were simple. They were easy to do, easy to apply, and they experienced massive shifts in their life and in their bank account. But here's what has been coming up lately is sometimes there's people who do try my feng shui tips and suggestions and they're like, wait a minute, where's my 11% raise? Where are my unexpected bonuses? Where is my work trip that incentive that I'm supposed to be winning? Because these are all real things that have happened to my clients, but sometimes it gets frustrating when it's not happening to you yet. And I just want to say, please do not be discouraged. You know, my goal is always to be a support for you when you are manifesting your dreams and desires. And if you feel that you are ready to step in to this energy, to be that person that's giving me the testimonial, and you're still struggling to get to that place, please, I welcome you to join me on a 12-month manifesting journey. I am so, so freaking excited about this program. It is brand new, 
And with each month, you get a check-in. It's a group check-in call where you can literally ask me any questions as it pertains to how does feng shui apply to you? How does feng shui apply to your home? And how can you align with your desires, whether that's more money, more recognition in your career, more love and connection? or harmony with your family, what is unique to you? You get a chance to talk to me every single month in the 12 month manifesting journey. And you get a new course every single month that's gonna give you so many tips, tricks, and suggestions to apply to your home so that you can literally have the most expansive year ever. So. Oh, I, I mean, I could go on because you're also going to be getting some meditations from some of the people who are in my inner circle. You know, it takes a village. We don't just show up every day and bring in all this money and experience great success by doing it alone. So I have a lot of amazing people that surround me, including, you know, my business mentor and coach who helps with money mindset, Gabrielle Forleo. Um, John Hillstead, who was a guest on my podcast, is a money mindset coach. He has amazing, um, th- he has resources that he's sharing with you during the 12 month manifesting journey to help you reprogram your subconscious mind and release money blocks. So I tap into all my friends and share their wealth of wisdom and knowledge with you as well. So I could go on and on about everything you get in the 12 month manifesting journey, but that's not my point. I know you can click on the link, you can check it out for yourself, see if it's a good fit for you, but I just really wanted to emphasize that if you are still not experiencing the results that you truly desire with feng shui, that there is a solution and I'm here for you. So check out the 12 month manifesting journey. We start in March and I would love to have you as part of it. Now we're going to go right into the interview with Felicia Bender and she's going to help you decode what your house number means for you. Enjoy. Hi, Felicia. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Fantastic. And I am really, I'm so excited to see you and wish you a happy 2023. We haven't, we haven't spoken since the new year has been rung in, right? I know. Well, I've already read a little bit of your predictions and insights for 2023 because you work with the Astro Twins, and you are their in-house numerologist. So I actually read a little bit about what your predictions are in their 2023 horoscope book. Um, And I am so excited to have you back on the show because this is the third time you've been on the show. And each time you're giving us a little bit more insight into what to anticipate or another way for us to get to know ourselves better. And it occurred to me that one of the natural connections that numerology has to feng shui is house numerology. And then I, it occurred to me that I had never had you on the show to talk about how your house number could influence the energy of your home. And that is such an, a juicy topic. It's an incredible topic that has actually transformed my life because I realized the number of our home. I even changed the number of our home and it's changed the dynamics of our business and the way we do life. So without 
any further ado, I just would love to hear from you a little bit about how house numerology has impacted you. And I know you've worked with the Astro Twins to sort of tie that to feng shui. So I would just love to know a little bit about, you know, house numerology and how it can help people. When did you discover it and all the things? Absolutely. Well, numerology numbers are everywhere, as we know. And so if we in numerology, we're we're looking at the numbers one through nine and they, the idea behind numerology is that numbers carry with them a frequency and a vibration, right? It's very feng shui. <laughs> it's very inner energy related, right? And so uh, it's only natural that it extends to house numbers. And so what we will, what we will look at numerologically is how, what the personality might be of your house, given the address itself. And the way that we look at this is um, by, again, when you know the basic defining qualities of each of the numbers in numerology, one through nine, then you can plug that information in whenever you're working with numbers, right? You, be, you begin to understand that when you see a number one, a number one is about independence. It's about initiation. It's about all of those things. When a two shows up, it's more about love and partnership. So, and so on. So when you, you, know, you can dedicate a little bit of our brain space to just understanding the key words, the key concepts that define uh, each of those numbers, we can then extend that into our homes and into our house numerology. And the way that we do that very basically is by using only the number. So let's use an example. Let's say you live on Oak Street, right? You live at 542. I'm just pulling this out of the air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 542 Oak Street. We're not going to use the name of the street to identify your numerology uh, for your home. What we're going to do is look at 542. In numerology, most often what we're doing is reducing to a one-digit number uh, by adding the numbers as they show up. And what I mean by that is in this instance, 542, we would take five, we would add it to four, that's nine, and then add two, 10, 11. So this home happens to be, I didn't even know this as I was master. doing it, uh, a master number 11. And uh, in numerology, we have three, well, let me back up. We have many more numbers that are considered master numbers. Master numbers are the double digits, 11, 22, 33, and so on. Uh, all of those double digits would be considered master numbers. We usually are only really working with the 11, 22, and 33 uh, as they pertain to a chart, for instance, your, your personal numerology chart. And yet, uh, in this instance, it would show up as, as a, a significant factor with your uh, with your home, with your numerology of your home. So if you lived at 542 Oak Street, you would be in a master number 11 slash two home. Hmm. So sidebar, you actually have a whole book about master numbers in case people want to know more about them as it pertains to your home. And I believe my husband is an 11 to life path. I believe Dr. Wayne Dyer was an 11 to white life path. And, you know, it's a very significant 
thing if you have a life path number and master numbers, because it just means that your calling is a little bit, um, like you might be called to be a teacher or a leader or the, the lessons might be even more significant. Is that right, Felicia, essentially? Yes, it's a higher spiritual calling and and some more challenges. Let's put it that way. It has some more challenges, some more obstacles. It's a higher spiritual calling and yet um, really asking you to master your life in these pretty significant, uh, significant ways. So it's challenging. It's, It's really not easy. Let's put it that way. So no wonder why you wrote a book about it, because anyone who has a master number is probably very curious how to navigate that because it can be challenging. Exactly. Mm. And making some sense out of it, because also the master numbers are what I would say are uh, kind of innately in conflict with themselves. So when that shows up as a, as part of your personal numerology profile, and what I mean when I say that it's those of you listening out there, if you are into astrology and don't really know about numerology, some of you might, you know, be numerology nerds already and, and already know about numerology. But if you, if you don't, it's very similar to having a, a chart in astrology. Uh, the life path number is like knowing your sun sign in many ways, and then we can create an entire chart that gives you uh, an idea about um, how you're going to go about doing that life path, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going, you know, what, what driving your soul, right? Your heart's desire, your birthday, the day you were born also has some significance. It's kind of like a little bit of a Rubik's cube, right? It gives you a full kind of spectrum idea about um, what you're doing and, and why you're doing it and how you're doing it. And it also gives you an idea about cycles of time as well. So it, 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 it can have a lot of depth and breadth, very similar in many ways to an astrology chart. Oh, I'm obsessed with numerology. I love numbers. I love angel numbers. I believe wholeheartedly that numbers carry frequency and, you know, Absolutely. Since the beginning of time, we've had numbers that have been uh, just had these vibrations and they tell us a story. So I think it's a great way to get to know yourself better. And in this case, to get to know your home better. So with this example, if you live in 11 to master number home, um, would you mind taking us through? Oh, another thing for listeners too, is I know like if you live in an apartment, so like, let's say you live at, um, what was your example again? Um, oh, oh five, five forty two Oak street. If okay. that is where you live. Um, yeah, go ahead. What if you live in five forty two and then you live like apartment C Okay, perfect uh, example. 542C is uh, in numerology. Now this gets a little bit more chewy uh, (laughs) at the the moment uh, when you're doing it verbally. So each each letter in the alphabet has an equivalent uh, number numerologically, okay? And it's pretty easy to understand if we can visualize it and easy enough because we're probably only looking at A, B, and C for this example. So A in numerology, we're going to start A is a one, okay? B is a two, C is a three, Um, you know, and so on. 
So in this example, the C would translate to a number three, all right? So then what we would do is add that together, five, four, two, five plus four plus two plus three. So the 11 uh, is added to C, which is three, 12, 13, 14. So that would be uh, one plus four equals five. So in this case, if that were your apartment, uh, you would be in an apartment uh, that had the, the energy and the personality of the number five. Okay. So speaking of apartments, what if it's 540? I'm sorry. I just want to ask so that listeners can really calculate this. And by the way, she also, Felicia has a guide. So she really has this mapped out beautifully in her guide. It's, you know, um, super, super concise. I'll link it into the show so that you could really get like the full scope of this. But if you're listening and you just kind of want to get like an overview of your energy of your home, Felicia's going to give that to us today for any numbers one through nine. Um, but I just want to make sure you know, like that, that you can go so much more in depth with her guide. But what if you live in 542 apartment 13? Or like, you know, or like, do you add just the 13? You don't have to add the number, the letters for apartment, right? Or unit 13. Do you just add the 13 to that? Well, you if, just... <clears throat> good, good. Uh, okay. So if uh -huh. you, that's a great question. So let's say the apartment, the building, the building, let's say you live at a building that's 1842 Yale Street. That's mm -hmm. your apartment building. So the building itself is one plus eight is nine plus four. So that's 10, 11, 12, 13 plus two, 14, 15. 15 is one plus five and that is six. The building itself is a number six. Now, more significant, that, that's important, right? You know that the building, and yet really, um, I find that knowing your unit number itself is the, most, is the most immediate energy that you are dealing with, right, in terms of your living space. And so give me the example again of a, an apartment that you, let, let's do the apartment. So you live at- Do you want me 18, to give you an example? Yeah, just give okay. me an example. So 1842 uh, Yale Street, that's a six. Your building is a six. And now what is your apartment uh, number itself? I'll give you one of our apartment numbers when we lived in the South Loop of Chicago. We lived in unit 1312. 1312. All right. Mm -hmm. So unit 1312, that is one plus three is four, plus one is five, plus two is seven. So your unit number is seven. That is the number that I would say to, to that is going to be the number that affects you the most. It is your living environment and it is the personality of your home. Okay. And so the seven would be where you live. That would be your home address. Okay. And I have one more final question for you. If you're trying to calculate this, sometimes when people live um, in unincorporated areas, they have like the W for West. Like, I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen that before. So like you might live at like um, 50 West, 143rd. Do you count the W for that? If it's in there? No. 
No. Okay. So it, because that's directional. So it okay. would be like, yeah, it would be like South, you know, South Oak street or West, a West County road. Uh, again, when we're looking at the, the word um, that is the street name, that really doesn't count in terms of what we're, what we're going to be doing for the home address itself. Okay. You're so patient. I appreciate it. And I just wanted the listeners to feel really confident when they calculate their home number, because I'm not kidding you. This is significant. This really Mm -hmm. opened up my eyes. In fact, we live in a one house. So I would love to hear a little bit about what each of those frequencies (laughs) represent for your home. If you don't mind taking us through that. Oh, let's go through it. I do want to say one thing though. I I don't want to split hairs. And yet I do want to say, I did get someone asking me one time about her apartment and she lived in uh, somewhere other than the United States and her apartment number was 12 and a half or whatever it was, you know, so it was a half. So it was kind of this, and I honestly don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so as a numerologist, so if you're out there and you live in a half, like you're in a cottage or you're in a, a, a whatever that is, I'm not sure what to tell you um, about how to, how to organize that. We could talk more about what I think you might, uh, you might, how you might deal with it. But overall, there's really no way to, to calculate that um, accurately. <laughs> That's so interesting. And side note, you know, Felicia has a very global perspective because she's actually coming to us right now from Europe. Is this right? Am I correct? Correct. Correct. So, (laughs) and we all live in all kinds of different ways. So um, Mm -hmm. it's always very interesting to look globally at, uh, at how we, at how we, how we all are. Right. So uh, whether it's living, living or just who we are as people. And um, which our numerology, I do find it fascinating, though, isn't it that that have that international um, uh, look at at how our numerology speaks uh, through us, no matter what, no matter what Mm -hmm. our our uh, our origin is in any event. So let's let's talk very briefly um, about what each number, the personality, I like to call it the personality of your home. So the number one, so you live in a number one home. The number one home is the personality is really, it is an environment that is very supportive of entrepreneurship. It's very supportive of independence and independent action and thought. It's very much about creativity and kind of marching to a beat of your of, of a different drummer, right? So the one itself is a very independent uh, energy and is always driving you to kind of be a little bit, you know, hopefully productively, but disruptive in some ways. So I like to look at this in terms of what is it supporting you with? It's supporting you with anything like that. If you want to do well with, uh, with business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're very career driven, that sort of thing, it's very supportive of that. Now, what is it not supportive of? It's always very interesting to look at that because that's when people are looking at, ooh, is this supporting me? And there's no good and there's no bad, right? People are always like, is this bad? Is this a bad place to be? No, it's never bad. It's just, is it supporting you with your goals and desires at this time in your life? 
right? Because we can want you know, different things at different times in our lives. And so if you, for instance, are a person who um, you're a little bit lonely, and you've been single for a long time, and you live in a, a one house, that's very supportive of that. But now you kind of want to, you know, you want a relationship, maybe you want to start a family, maybe all of those things. That's not necessarily the energy that is going to be supporting you in a number one house. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that you can't have a family and live in a one house. And it's not that you can't partner in all of that. It's just the energy is going to be a little bit more uh, in terms of separate but equal, right? It's going to be less about coupling and that softer energy. It's going to be more, uh, more supportive of um, two individuals, <laughs> right, coming together. So if you want something warm and fuzzy and, you know, family oriented and all of that, the one usually isn't that uh, supportive of that. Does that make sense? It sure does. And it's interesting because we'll get to then the eight house because Felicia taught, teaches you in her house numerology guide that I'm linking into the show notes. She teaches you how to change the house number if you so desire, and you want a house number that's more in alignment with your current goals and needs. So I actually did change our house number about a year ago, and we can talk about this later when we get to the eight. I shifted it to an eight, um, but it does make sense. And we actually, our last house where we had our first baby, Abby, um, our last house was a two. So it's like perfect segue. What, what did the two house bring for us in that moment? It does bring family. It brings mm. the two is the number in numerology of partnership, of patience, of diplomacy. It as a house that its personality is very warm, very fuzzy, very all about uh, all about others, all about that, uh, the relationship and the family and all of that. Now, what is it not supportive of? It's not supportive of um, being very driven <laughs> to succeed uh, in the outside world. Uh, it's more, again, uh, relationship oriented. It's also where you'll be very, very, very sensitive emotionally and sometimes intuitively or psychically in this house. Uh, so the pros here are that it's very, it's a very love centered environment. Sometimes people want to hang out there a little bit more than maybe is healthy. Like they, they don't want to, they don't want to get out and about as much. They're like, no, I just want my little nest. You know, I just love it here. It just feels so good. And that's great. And yet if you need to get out and about and kind of be, have a little bit more in the outer world, uh, it might uh, you know, uh, challenge you again with that. And what is it? And what is it? Um, what's another thing? It's not going to be, um, it's not going to be very supportive of anything that is, again, highly charged and very money focused, career driven. It's going to be more soft and uh, family oriented with the two. Do people living in a two house? find more harmony in their relationships or do they get more challenged because it's like if like and, and then is this a good place to live if you're single and you want to uh, attract a partner 
Two questions in one, sorry. <laughs> no, great question. So again, the two is, as an energy, as an energetic presence, as the personality of this home is very sensitive. So it can, it can, what it's challenging you to do is to be able to communicate, uh, to communicate lovingly and diplomatically, but still communicate, <laughs> right? Uh, so the, the issue is, is that it can bring you into thinking that everyone in your family can read your mind and then they can't, and then there can be friction because of that. So I think that, that uh, so sometimes relationships can, um, can, can falter in that way, in a two house, uh, in that supportive environment there. And then what was the second question? Uh, oh, if you're single and wanting, if you're single and you want to be in a relationship, absolutely. It's very supportive of partnering and of, of that sort of thing. Now, let's say that you, um, you want to be, you, you're really at a time in your life when you have no desire to partner, where you really want to blaze forward with your career and do something like that, then it's, that is not um, supported uh, overarchingly in this house. So I just wanted to remind the listeners that it's kind of nice to know where you are currently and take an assessment of that, but then also to kind of take note of all the numbers as we go through them to kind of notice which numbers really resonate and align with your current intentions, needs, and desires. Because like I said, Felicia has a method that you can actually change the house numerology. And we'll talk about that towards the end about like, just give you a heads up of like what to look out for if you decide to do that. Um, and of course that's also in her, you know, her guide, which I've linked into the show notes. Um, but I just think it's really, this is just also fascinating and, um, Let's keep going. Let's go on to the three house now. Um, I don't think I've ever lived in a three house, but I have like a three karma number and I have a lot of things going on in my chart with threes. So, ah, there we go. I have lived in a three house before and it's it, very interesting. And what I also want to bring up is that these it, take this light. I don't want to say take it lightly, but take it lightly in terms of just like with feng shui, these are suggestions. These are basic energies. So don't, don't panic, right? If you're living in a house, and you're like, Oh, I can't do that. Um, again, you can, you can alter the energy, uh, with, with, with your home address. And, um, so let's look at, so let's look at the three, the three home, the three is the number of creativity of communication. It's a highly social home. It's going to encourage uh, everyone living there to have fun, to uh, maybe be very expressive uh, in a three home. The positive here is if you are an artist, if you are a creator, if you're any, uh, you know, anything like this, this, is a perfect home for you. It will inspire you. It will give you that energy. Now, uh, the, the, the downside here is that when you're living here, you can maybe be a little too social. Maybe you can be a little too scattered. Maybe uh, you don't focus as much on the practicalities of life. So it's been said uh, sometimes that in a three house, money can kind of maybe slip, to, slip through your fingers a little bit more than you might like it to uh, in a three house. So if you, again, the positive elements here, very social time, 
a, 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 it's a great house to host parties, to have powwow, you know, um, I was going to say powwows in terms of creative, you know, if you have creative groups that you're, that you are involved in, you know, book clubs, that sort of thing. Um, it's a great place for that. Uh, the downside, again, money can kind of drip through the cracks and it could be a, a place where uh, emotions are either uh, too high or too low, that it could be, you know, where you feel a little bit depressive if you're holding back or depressing emotions, if you have trouble expressing, or it can be just this, this wild kind of energy of all this, all this um, kind of unchecked emotion going on. Does that make sense for the three? Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. In fact, I know that the three is a lot about communication. So I'm just wondering if, you know, would this be a great house to have like a home-based podcast or do any type of social media? Because isn't it kind of tied to like sharing and communicating your message out into the world? Absolutely. It would be a great place to have your own art studio, a place to write, a music studio, anything having to do with expression, with podcasting, broadcasting, music, all of those things. And write your screenplay, you know, uh, at this house. That sort of thing is very supported with three. Okay, love it. So as we move into house number four, I just want to share something that's really fascinating and uh, how, how four connects in feng shui. Um, in feng shui, four is the number of the wealth area. So it activates money and wealth. However, if you live in a four house, the way that you pronounce four in Chinese sounds similar to the word death. So it is thought in feng shui that if you live in a four house, it's actually inauspicious. And as a feng shui practitioner, I am guided to share with the people living in the house that it would be ideal to energetically change the house number. And interestingly enough, I grew up in a four house, which mm -hmm. Felicia, you've read my chart. You know that I had my first <laughs> pinnacle was a nine. And then of course, on top of that, I grew up in a four house. So tell us about the four house from a numerology standpoint, because yeah, it, it's just very, it's interesting. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. The four house, bum, bum, bum. You've made it sound so dramatic. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so one of the things that I did want to say, and I'm glad that you, you brought this up, uh, it's it spurring my, my thought about this, is that oftentimes people, we can't move, right? I mean, sometimes people would like to move, and sometimes people do. I've talked with people who just say, I just... 
I just don't feel right in this house, right? Or it just, you know, after being there and that they have the, the capability to, if it's an apartment, maybe they move, move their apartment or if it's a home, maybe they can sell it. But again, if you can't, there are correctives for, for that. Um, and, and so the four as, uh, as a home is a very, it's, it's more serious it's there, the four in numerology is kind of, uh, it's the number of process, of stability, of security, of hard work. It's that very pragmatic, practical energy um, that you, that it's, is uh, denoted by this number. So as a personality of a home, it's a really great place to, uh, to have a family. If you really want that, that, you know, nuts and bolts of security, it would be one of those very practical homes usually that feels very, um, um, nuts and bolts, you know, it's like no frills, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and it really is supportive of um, doing things in a very pragmatic way. It can be a place where you're not really um, emotions based, let's put it that way, where you're not really dealing with the emotions of things and where you might suffer some kind of burnout in terms of work-related things, because it can be a place where you, you just feel like you're kind of in a limited situation sometimes where you're kind of, you know, grinding your, grinding your gears and trying to get, uh, move forward with things. And, and there are just challenges or obstacles that can come in. Uh, the positives here are it, it can feel like a very anchored foundation I mean, it can be a home where you feel at home, like you feel like this is it for the long haul, right? Um, the flip side to that is it can feel very oppressive and it can feel, again, very uh, like it's like you feel a little stifled or limited or kind of exhausted, like you're just working too hard at things. So those are the two basic aspects for the four. Does that kind of in any way align with the feng shui? sure if that does or not. I just know mm. like my only explanation I have is like, that's what I've learned is that in like, you know, there's some buildings in Chicago that they skip the floor 13. So right. obviously it's techni technically there's a 13th floor, but on the, on the elevator buttons, you don't have a 13 because mm -hmm. it's considered bad luck. And I think interestingly enough, one plus three is four. Um, and then like in China, it kind of derived from like, th like that's their unlucky number essentially is that four. Um, but one thing I remember you saying is I thought you said that like a four will actually have like bring about a lot of like karmic debt when it comes to family. Like, does it bring up like family issues or anything like that? Or am I making that up? Know that there, there, there can be the four I find as a numerologist, when it shows up, it brings up family or even ancestral wounding um, or other things that need to uh, be healed. 
and be processed and be dealt with differently. So yes, I feel like uh, in a four house, there will be things that come up for, I mean, if you're living there by yourself, maybe it's where this comes up for you personally, maybe you have a family there and you have family conflicts that bring other things up for you uh, in that way. So definitely the, the four I find often brings to the surface some um, family issues that the positive part of that is that they're there to be revealed and to be healed, right? Yes. Optimally. There's an opportunity to change patterns and yes. heal from the past, even if it's intergenerational things that maybe you had no control over. I love that. Um, yes. And by the way, if I, we don't live in a sixth house, but you know, one thing I would say is like, the four is a really stable home for families. But when I really think about for family, like the ideal family house, I do think when we get to the six, in my opinion, it's probably one of like, I would love to live in a six house eventually. We don't live in one now, but I really am fond of that number. But let's keep going to a five house, which is like the party house. <laughs> yes, the party house. So the five <laughs> Uh, the five, 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 five is the number of freedom. And it's that's it's in numerology, it's sensuous. It's all about the experience. It's about excess. It's about all, you know, all the world is your oyster, right? And so when this shows up as the personality of the house, it's kind of the wild child. It's a little bit of the party animal. It is a great place for, uh, for if you are wanting to explore that part of your life, if you're uh, single and ready to mingle, uh, so to speak, it's a great place for that. It's a great place for, um, just again, having parties, having get togethers, maybe even having, um, you know, I don't know, uh, times where, when you can get groups together and explore different topics, you know, different things like that. I would think that the five is also uh, a place where, um, how do I want to say that where, well, parties and where, where you don't really care a whole, whole, whole bunch about, how clean it is <laughs> or, you know, or, 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 or that sort of thing. Um, and of course there are going to be very different uh, ways that this shows up for all of us, but it's more of the party house. It's a, it's really supporting freedom. It can, uh, it can be just a very sensual, sensuous uh, experience to be in that house as well. So the, the pros and cons here are that again, single ready to mingle if you want to explore your that freedom side of your life and the exploratory experiential part of life it's a great support system for that if you are a family if you and and again let's put it in the optimal here let's say you're a family and you live in a five house and you're like oh this sounds horrible no this sounds like you guys as a family can uh be be travelers you can all like really enjoy traveling and you use your house as your hub, you know, and you go out and explore. Maybe it's a time where uh, you get really interested and you want to send your kids to language class or you, you know, just suddenly
suddenly you decide you want to be more international, you want to explore more, you want to, to shake things up that way. That's how it can show up for a, for a family, right? So it doesn't mean that, you know, that someone's going to be out having affairs or doing, you know, being irresponsible or staying out until six in the morning. I mean, it doesn't, that's not what it means, but it means that it's going to support that sort of freedom, uh, freedom, loving, sensuous energy. So, um, and what it, so the pros of that party house, really exploratory. Uh, the negative is if you uh, don't want that, <laughs> if you really want to settle in, if you want some roots, if you want some stability, if you want calm, right? If you want that sort of serenity, usually the five house is a little bit more jolty uh, energy wise, if that makes sense. Yeah, I really love this because I actually had a one-on-one -on -one client who moved into a five apartment and she knew it was going to be temporary because she's between two cities. And I thought this was the perfect house for her because she's between two cities. She knows it's not for long-term. She's exploring other options and expanding her horizons. So I just thought that was a very supportive energy for her. And then I also have extended family who lived in a five house and you describe them to a T like they all love to travel. They had like they now as adults, like the kids are all over the country. One's living in California, one's in Manhattan, New York, uh, another, then, then the actual, like the parents moved with the daughter to like the beach uh, in South Carolina. It is just kind of interesting how you kind of just described like this was like the fun house and it also kind of really gave them like just like this huge peripheral vision to see that the world is their oyster and that there's not very many limitations right and it's just like it helps you to really expand into like a whole nother realm which is pretty cool that is it's a beauty that's the bet that's the optimal for the five that's incredible absolutely so six, I said, it's like one of my favorites. And it's kind of like you said, the, it, that number is like the Libra of numerology. So it kind, I'm a Libra and I feel like maybe that's why I like the six so much, but what happens if you live in a six? Absolutely. And I'm glad you've made that connection because the six and you're a, you know, you're a feng shui master, master, mistress, uh, maestro of feng shui. And that is a, that is a beautiful aspect of the six. It's all about balance and harmony and the, the beauty of the home and making it into this, this nest, right? This beautifully comfortable, balanced, aesthetically pleasing um, um, place to be because the six in numerology is the home number. It is all about the home, family, the domestic world. Uh, it's just the nurturing environment. So when this shows up as a home, it is in its element, right? And so it is that nurturing. I mean, I just think about the six home is just smelling like home baked chocolate chip cookies all the time, <laughs> you know, um, whether metaphorically or figure or, or you know, or, uh, or literally. And so this is a great place to have a family. It is a great place to have any home based business. Um, anything of that nature is really supported by the energy of the six. 
And uh, the, the opposing force here could be, again, if you are someone who is not interested in, in having a family, uh, you don't really want that. Maybe you are more in the exploratory stages of life. Maybe you want the five house rather than that, right? The fun house. This is more about responsibility. It's more about meeting those responsibilities and um, and and um, being that nurturing presence, that helping kind of caretaking sort of energy that that house is going to be supportive uh, with and about. But again, um, families thrive in, in a sixth house. Also, uh, the, the um, creativity thrives in a sixth house, very magnetic energy, very visionary energy. So it's supportive of that sort of, uh, those sorts of, activities as well. Um, and again, the, the, the kind of flip side to that, it can be a time where, or, or a time, it can be, it can be where you end up, if you are there for a certain amount of time, is what I'm trying to say, the six can, the, the, the darker elements of the six have to do with judgment, and criticism of others and just having a high level of expectation about the self and about other people. So it can be a time when you feel very, very critical about others or very judgmental, uh, kind of that controlling perfectionism can kind of seep in sometimes uh, when you live in that house. So it's just something to have an awareness around and to, and to just understand when it's creeping up on you, right? Oh, that's such, such good advice. There's never going to be a house that's going to be like completely perfect. I mean, life in general just has its different seasons. And it's just, I, we, you and I were talking before we started recording and we were talking about, you know, our life, like what we're experiencing right now in our personal un during our personal years. And it's just, I think that this information just really helps you to like be aware of the tendencies of your home energy and that awareness, you can then notice it when it comes up, you know, mm -hmm. and just be more prepared to address some of the challenges that might pop up. So I just absolutely, love absolutely. All right. <laughs> so we have seven, eight, and nine. We got to do some uh, rapid fire here, but we do. you can do it, Felicia. I can I do it. Do rapid fire. Boom, boom, so boom. Go for okay. it. Okay. Those of you in a seven house, the seven house is the great, a great house for study, for introspection, for spiritual work. Um, for research, all of those things. So the seven is the analyst, the data seeker, and uh, and the spiritual seeker, sometimes reluctant, though. And just to be very, very upfront about the seven house, uh, it's usually more of a place where you want to be alone and you want, it's kind of the hermit house. <laughs> it's more about give me my space. I want to be here in process. It's not the party house. Usually it's not that it's more of the, the refuge um, for, for you. So again, if you have a family in this house, it's often a time where people are really into their studies. Uh, maybe there's some spiritual or religious um, practice or, or, you know, belief systems that get, that get really supported, uh, in this house as well. It's not a house to be in if you want to be coupled and partnered 
um, in direct, you know, in, in that sort of way. Once again, you can be partnered, you can be a family in this house, but you just to understand that probably you want you you've got to have your separate spaces more more clearly defined in a seven house, I would say. All right. So, so accurate. I have someone very close to me that lives in a seven house. It's just so accurate what you just described. Okay. So then we're, we're blazing on into the eight. The eight in numerology is the, is the number of money. It is material manifestation, right? Uh, so power, control, authority, money, all of those real world things. It is, uh, it is the power station. It's kind of that, um, it's the, the house that is supportive of doing well financially, uh, gaining more levels of influence, um, um, all of the things that go with that. <clears throat> now, what could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> uh, what could possibly go wrong? It's kind of a butt kicker sometimes to live in the eight house because while it's supportive of all of that it's pretty relentless and it may it, it's really demands that it is demanding it is a demanding energy so it's going to make sure that you know what you want and you're going after it and you're pretty um pretty highly focused on it that you're not slacking and that it's going to challenge you with stepping up and stepping um into yourself and into your power asking for what you're worth and again going for it it's it's a very um power oriented house so what again what the pros and cons if you are if you are on the fast track and you want to make you want to really uh, empower yourself financially. Uh, this is the house that will support you in that. The issue here is that if it's, like I said, when the eight shows up, it's it's making sure that you're serious. <laughs> so it's going to test you. The eight in numerology is a testing number. So it's going to test you and there can be financial ups, downs, and all arounds. Uh, it's not just, Hey, I'm in the eight house and money. It's raining money, right? It's going to be about investing. It's going to be as you reap, as you've sown, uh, all of those very high level, uh, and, um, aspects and energies that go with that. So how does that line up with your eight house that you've changed into an eight house? I was going to say confession, everyone. So I went from a one house and then using Felicia's guide, the PDF that's linked in the show notes, using that method, I changed our home into an eight about a year ago because my rationale behind this was I had been spending since early 2020 when I was featured on HGTV, I had spent all this time building up my business you know, doing all the groundwork for like creating the website, um, becoming more visible as a feng shui practitioner and expert in, in my field. And yet I wasn't necessarily seeing the business grow from a financial standpoint. And I said, okay, Felicia, because you are my numerologist, I like to get a reading every year with you. So I know what to expect. And I was just like, I'm ready to step into like, like treat this as a business and like step into my authority and do all the things like you said, like, you know, um, align my services with just all the things you said. And so my experience right now has been like the first year of living in an eight house now, like 
all these things do come up where you're like, okay, like you have to like restructure your business so that it's more supportive and so that you're, you're working smarter, not harder. You have to really make, I had to like open up different accounts and like really be mindful of like just getting my ducks in a row because like money can flow in, but in order for it to like work for you, you have to be really smart about your finances and like, where are you investing? How are you saving? all those pieces. And so you get challenged to, if you want to step up into a leadership role and grow your business, you are going to just have to be willing to change because you can't Mm -hmm. experience the growth in your business. If you're not willing to maybe invest in a mentor or coach, or just like do things differently. And because obviously as Einstein says, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I had to do something different to get different results, if that makes sense. And now as you're talking, I'm like, okay, now I want to go to a six house, but I'm going to wait, Felicia, because I, first of all, I'm in a seven personal year and I'm going to wait to go into like any other number home, because I also feel that as a feng shui practitioner, what I tell my clients is it takes about three years to get your energetic imprint on a home. So if you move into a new house, there's going to be predecessor energy, which I recommend you clear that out, but it's going to take time for your personal energetic imprint to, um, to be kind of in the home. So I think that maybe I'm going to ask you, but I think you might, I think I know what you might say. Like, would you recommend changing your house number after one year? Or would you recommend kind of living in it for a little while to really experience the fullness of that number? I would, I would give the same recommendation that you give. Uh, I think that unless it's a train wreck, I mean, you know, some people it just, it's too challenging. It's, it's too difficult. And they decide, no, that isn't what they want. And then I would say, yes, change it, please. Um, to bring in a softer energy. And I did that once as well. Several years ago, I was going through, uh, you know, uh, a relationship uh, split and some financial stuff that was really needing to be dealt with uh, very uh, sincerely. And I was in a three house, uh, which is all well and good. I'm a three life path. And yet that was a little too much three uh, going on. And so I changed it to an eight and I saw the results of that just like you have, but just like you and I were talking about, and I think this is worth sharing. It wasn't easy breezy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, oh, you know, oh, easy breezy, little cheesy and just mad, you know, suddenly there's All a the pile money. of money there. No, it's, and that is the eight. It's like, you've got to go after it. You've got to really be just like you're saying, you've got to get your ducks in a row and you have to actually begin to take your financial life, put that on the top of the priority pole. So it's not like it's going to magically happen, but it's going to, it's going to be magically manifested when you focus on it. Right. Yes. Beautifully said. So accurate. And thank you for sharing your, your 
testimonial and your experience with it too. That's so huge. Well, let's get into the nine and then, um, yeah, I want to hear about this. So the nine, the nine in numerology is the humanitarian number. So when it shows up as a house or, you know, as that house personality, it is a beautiful place to, uh, to have more awareness around, around um, service, around, spirituality, universal wisdom, I find is a real key touchstone for the for the nine. It's often a time a place where people really become more uh, philanthropic, more charitable or feel the urge to do that. Uh, And yet also the nine is known uh, in numerology as the number of closure of letting go uh, of, of surrender. It's really on the highest level. It's about really understanding what many numerologists will say is the nine is the, is, is the number of limited rewards and also of loss. And what, and that, and what does that mean? Because those of you who are in a nine house are going, oh gosh, that sounds horrible. It's not horrible at all. What it is, is that it, you get experiences uh, in this home that bring you into a more um, uh, service orientation, uh, more selfless service, just a, a more giving uh, more giving uh, nature. Sometimes there will be losses there. And the, the, the idea behind that is that it's things that need to go and they're bringing you, it's bringing you into higher level of spirit of, of spiritual awareness and um, spiritual living, like practice, practically doing that. It's a, it's, it can be a great place where you really get um, very interested in international travel in the arts. Uh, It's very supported by the nine when it's, when it's a home, maybe you uh, bring in, you know, artists, or maybe you are an artist and you thrive in this environment. Overall, it's a beautiful place to, um, to, to, be a conduit to give back to something bigger than yourself. That's beautiful. Whenever I see a nine home on Zillow, because, you know, I look on Zillow all the time (laughs) at houses, I always add up the digits and I always think to myself, a nine house is a great house to settle down and maybe even a retirement home, you know, a place where you're, it's your forever home. Yeah. Yeah. So it does, it, it's a, it's a very, it's a very nice energy and, and yet it also can have some of those higher level uh, teachings in life that we, that we get to, to experience when we live in a nine home. Oh my gosh. Well, Felicia, thank you so much for helping all of us, all the listeners with understanding their current home numerology, and also just giving us the scope of all the possibilities. So many of us, I don't know the statistics, but I feel like there's going to be many of us live in multiple homes throughout our lives. And so this is going to just be an episode that I'll be referring back to. And please listeners, I hope you remember to go look at the show notes, check out Felicia's website for so many more goodies and information. You have monthly masterclasses for free and all sorts of good stuff. Um, And then also the PDF where you can actually um, really have this house numerology guide 
as a reference for the future. Um, click that link and get it now so you have it. And then it also goes into the details of how you can change your house number if you feel so inclined after this episode. So once again, Felicia, thank you for being a return guest on the show. It's always a delight and a pleasure to have you here. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I can't wait for the next time. Thank you, Felicia. All right, listeners, I'll see you next week where I'll help you design the life you deserve. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.